Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Kevin Durant, his feet are too big. Actually, he wears <laughs> a size larger sneaker. I saw this story about that. Imagine if he just wore the size sneaker that should fit him. Maybe the Nets have moved on to the conference finals. What an epic performance by him. But the Nets do lose in Game 7 at home. The Bucks do move on. And, man, is there so much to talk about when it comes to not only the results of that, but also the results of the season with Brooklyn. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. J. Will, Magic Johnson joining us at 9 o'clock hour, but J. Will joining us right now as NBA countdown for ESPN is live at the Western Conference Finals. Game one was yesterday. The Suns get the win. Jay out there with the crew. Wake up, right Jay. Now. What's up, man? I've been up, Key. What up, Alan? What's going on, man? Wake up. Stop. Stop with these false narratives. Oh, I didn't say you were asleep. I just said wake up. I'm just mean, trying to get you. I got the coffee up. in the yeah. hand. It's already 119 smelling degrees like, outside. <laughs> smelling like I'm a good. teacher. The sun's not even up yet, and it's already cooking my eggs on the pavement outside. That's what we're <laughs> Is doing. Is it that now. hot? Man, I'm. I, Is it game? hotter than Devin Booker was in Game One? Yeah, yeah, it's way hotter. I'm, I, I got off the plane, man. I got off the plane on Saturday because Saturday was a long day. Sunday, actually. What? Oh man, we got stuff going on over here. What the oh, hell? you getting yelled at? Hey, man, I got everything echoing in the room. I'm like on a, I believe I'm on it like alone, a 1920 Jay. radio Jay. clip right now. You, you know me, I'm ready to make a joke, but I believe it alone. It's too oh, early stop. in the morning to be having your phone ringing. It's, on, and stuff, it's not my phone. It it's my laptop, and it's on ESPN.com. Key, stop I'm messing and don't with go you. to weird places this morning. I need you to stop. Housekeeping. <laughs> me flip your pillow. <laughs> so, how was the atmosphere in Arizona? Uh, I don't go into the normal uh, Keyshawn interview host. I hate that. No, I'm just saying, how was the atmosphere? You do it naturally, and it's really annoying. (laughs) You know that, right? No, I don't do. He's all crabby this morning, man. Like, (laughs) Jay's crabby. No, so I I got off. Jay's sitting talking about I've been up. Of course you've been up. You're on East Coast time. Yeah, your body is. Your body is on East Coast time. Don't let it adjust. Can I tell you guys, though, the way things went down Saturday. So Saturday, uh, we're sitting there, and we're doing the game late night. And, yeah, they do have the basketball hoop court up. They're doing a, a, a big event this week coming up, so I, I heard you guys on that. But mm-hmm. we're doing the game, and, and Utah's up like 25. And I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a chance to spend Father's Day at home with the kids, the wife, everything's good. This is great. So I'm on my way home, and all I heard in the car was Terrence Mann, Terrence Mann, yep. Terrence Mann, Terrence Mann, Terrence Mann. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? And it's a 19-0 run, and now I had to get on the plane. That next morning, and fly out to Phoenix. And when I got here, man, Key, have you ever had that feeling? You've been out here, where you get off the plane, and my whole body was so hot, I didn't even start to sweat. It was just, it just burned inside out. I've never felt any kind of heat like this out here. It's just, it's different. It's a, it's a, I can't even explain it. You know what I'm talking about, Key? It's yeah, but summer, I, league, I never, summer league in Vegas, hot. That's but, what it yeah, feels some, like. Yeah, some, some, but in Vegas, I'm indoors most of the time. I'm never really outside. Like I don't, but summer league in Vegas is a different experience. Oh, summer league, summer yeah, league. Summer yeah, league. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. You you go outside the Thomas and Mac after a game, and it's that's exactly it. Just hits but I've blast never, furnace. I've never been in Arizona in the daytime. Oh, oh. this time of year, yeah. there's nothing I'm like I'm not going. What there's is no reason to be there? Yeah, there's no you, reason yeah. for me to go to Arizona mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. Like Jay, Jay got to work. Yeah. Because he's got to, you know, he's got to cover the the, uh, the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. and he's got to move from location to location in that heat and in and out of the car. I'm Wearing like, a suit. Nah. This okay. is where you know it's hot, Alan. Yeah. Key when you, when the game was done yesterday. Typically, when you're done with the game, you see thousands of people in the street, right? Thousands of people. Yo, there was nobody on the streets. 
<laughs> the streets were cars. dead empty. Get it was home. just a bunch of cars. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yo, I'm out. I'm out. I'm like, all right, this Air is what it is. Air conditioning on max. There's no doubt about that. But here, here in New York Saturday, though, Jay, was a disappointing ending to a season for Brooklyn. And I say disappointing ending. Really? And some people want to say it's a disappointing season. I don't believe that. But the ending, of course, was, although it was an epic finish, how do you rate now, how do we judge this season for Brooklyn and their big three? This season for, for Brooklyn is like a wash for me, right? And I, the, were there hopes or aspirations that KD can take the team next level, you know, off an Achilles injury two years out? Yes, there were aspirations and hopes around that, for sure. But – you know, everybody's like, well, James Harden played 45 minutes. He averaged 45 minutes. 85% of the time James Harden was on the floor, he was either standing or he was barely jogging. Like, that's next-level stats that we got for here for ESPN, uh, NBA.com, wow. right? Uh, NBA Countdown, which is crazy. So, a one-leg James Harden, Kyrie's not on the court, KD's putting up prolific, historic offensive performances, and... I don't. I don't see that as disappointing for the Brooklyn Nets. It, the only thing that you will be disappointing disappointed about is the fact that they can't stay healthy, and and that will be the question that I will have for the Nets moving forward. Considering you know Kyrie and having a history of that, KD, how he respond a whole season playing with uh, you know still with that Achilles injury coming off that. That's the question you have around the Nets. But as far as it relates to a season, is it a disappointment? No, man, I think the energy you felt with the Brooklyn Nets was way different than it's been in a very, very long time. And I think KD reminded the whole world that he is the most gifted, one of the most talented players the game has ever seen. And KD, I mean, you talk about epic performance. And, and there was no way to top what happened in Game 5, but he came very close. 48 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. He hits a 2, which really toes on the line that would have actually won the game. But it was a 2 instead of a 3 to force overtime. An amazing run for him. And like I said, if the narrative I, I wonder, Jay, can you win by losing? Can he mm. win from losing because oh, yeah. of how he played, the grit that he played with, carrying the team the way he did despite the injuries to his co stars, where he was criticized for you know, for ring chasing, for for being a front runner, some people thought, by going to the Warriors and then creating a super team on his own, following, as some people said, Kyrie to Brooklyn. But here he was that close, a toenail, as some might say, a to- just the toe of his sneaker away from being in the conference finals. And afterwards, he didn't really care about what he did, despite the fact that everybody else recognized it. Take a listen to this reaction. Kevin, you gave everything you, you could in this series. You, uh, you put this team on your back. Does, does any of that temper the hurt that you feel right now? Not at all. Who cares? What do we think of that reaction, Jay? It reminds me very much of uh, of KD after he got hurt against Toronto. It, it felt like he transitioned to like the people's champ, and I think that's where it is for him now. You want when you, Alan, and you've said this, and we had Stephen A. Smith on before, where he said, "Hey, a superstar got to give me one." Alan Iverson gave me one. Mm-hmm. If you're <laughs> if you're Kevin Durant or if you're the Brooklyn Nets. You were a possession away, and I knew he was going to try to win it. He tried to win it in regulation. Yep. I don't know if you saw it, but when it, he made the shot over P.J. Tucker, which we can get into the, the defense scheme of um, Coach Bud later, which yeah. was embarrassing overall. Yep. Um, 
he looked up at the at the replay on the monitor and he slapped his hands like, damn, because he was going for the win. So I knew he was going to go for the win in overtime. But think about this, man. The, the Bucks are one of the most complete teams there are in the NBA. And this went down to a one-possession game in overtime in Game 7 with James Harden, who was just doing James Harden stuff to get to the free-throw line, Joe Harris, who couldn't make a bucket to save his life, and no Kyrie Irving. So if you're looking at it in that context and you're thinking about what this team could be next year, you're like, man, they are by far going to be the favorites next year, especially if we're saying the Bucks are the favorites to win it this year. What does that say about the next next year? I, I think they, they will be right there. I don't know if they'll be the favorite, but they'll be right there. They should be if they're healthy. They should be right there in that top three, depending on what Vegas feel like the Phoenix Suns are going to be, depending on how they win. If they and what win championship offseason always has some off changes season. too. Key, you weren't buying into it when we were talking earlier, though, about the narrative changing for KD. You feel like there should have never been a narrative. Never, ever. Why would there ever be? Just because he, he decided – that he was going to leave OKC to go win a couple championships and become the MVP twice in the championship for Golden State and then decide, oh, I don't want to be in Golden State anymore. I'm going to go join Kyrie in Brooklyn because this is what we want to do. What's the problem? He's still doing the same thing. He's giving you buckets regardless. He came back off of an Achilles injury that he missed a year ago, which based on the way he played looked like nothing was ever wrong with him. Like, he just took the year off. Eh, I'm just going to chill and watch basketball. That's the most remarkable part. And, and so, part. I, it, professional sports, people like you and they hate you. Those that like you going to like you. Those that's going to hate you, you ain't going to never change their mind. They're going to dislike you no matter what you do. He could go out there and win a championship all by himself, and they still going to find a reason to dislike him because that, that's already embedded in their mind. You're not changing their mind. It just it happens that way. That's how it is. Jay, I still think, though, that there's got to be – I mean, like, like Key said, you're going to have the haters that just don't like you and they're always going to have that negativity. But there were a lot of people that just sort of felt like, eh, it was kind of weak sauce. Like he leaves OKC, they can't beat the Warriors, so he goes there and joins them instead and wins some titles. And, man, you know, you, I don't like person, that. No, Allen. But, no, I don't think it is. There's some pe- I'm telling you, I, you see it. There's some people that just looked at it as, I don't like that move. That's not a – you know, most guys, I'd ra- I don't want to join him. I'd rather try to beat him. But he did that instead. But when you watch what he did in these playoffs – But you're not changing How that do you not think to yourself? Mind, though, that's a, that's, that, that person a, you just talked about? You're not changing that person's mind because he's still thinking about OKC to Golden State. This man well, is now in Brooklyn, and you still mad. You still well, dislike I think, him, and he in Brooklyn now. I think I think that's a challenge, right? Is look, the, <laughs> you can't make moves for everybody else. You have to make moves for yourself. Good. So at the end of the day, KD has to do what's in the best interest from for KD from his perspective, and he's always talked about basketball as an art, and he felt like he was able to master that art playing in Golden State with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Then he matured to the point where he felt like he can do it to a different degree on his own and want to establish something different, especially with the way things went down in Golden State from his perspective. Now, a lot of people in the media try to make it whose team was it. Was it Steph Curry's team? Was yeah. it KD's team? Right. Uh, but internally, you know, that's up to them to figure out. My thing for him moving forward is, you know, that, that interesting dichotomy between are you competing with the media or are you just competing with KD? And I think KD is just competing with Kevin Durant. So I know all these other narratives will be built about, you know, can he do it in Brooklyn? Whose team is it? You know, did he come there with Kyrie? Did Kyrie follow him? Did, did he follow Kyrie? Who cares about any of that? You have to win a chip 
in Brooklyn with the talent that Kevin Durant has. You have to. And next year, it will be about the health because I, you know, I don't care what moves are made in this offseason. If you have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant on the same damn court together, they will be the far favorite next year. It's interesting because you wonder if it doesn't ramp up the pressure because as yes, time goes by, now it's like, when are you going to get this thing done? Because there's not, you know, like you feel like the clock is now ticking on this group. But they can't go nowhere, man. Yeah, Ke- yeah that's the other thing. He said that these three, I agree. They're, they're nets for life. Yeah, they're done now. You can't, because you can't keep Moving bouncing around. on your own. Now, if the front office says, well, we're going to move him because it, that's different. Mm-hmm. But as far as them opting out and doing all, they can't do that. You can't. Well, let me. So, so we talk about health. Here's a question for you both. So it just got announced the other day that KD is going to be playing on an Olympic team. Is is there is there volume control that you're worried about no. with this Nets team? Considering you know he had a little bit of a hamstring issue, but he's pretty much been healthy for most of the time, even though he played half the season. Do you want him doing USA basketball, then going into training camp, considering it's going to be a short off season? Are you guys okay with that? Considering you're worried about health problems with this Brooklyn Nets team for next year. I, to be honest with you, Jay, I don't. I think it's basketball, right? I, I, and you tell me if I'm wrong. You play regardless in the summer. Pick up you. You. So it's if you know if this was a if this was football and it was like you got to come out and go to the Olympics and play football and go to training camp for the season. It's a little bit different, but it's basketball. You're training. You're running up and down the court. You're putting miles on your body just by playing at Poly Pavilion in the summertime. <laughs> exactly. So I don't really – you yeah. tell me because no, you no, did you're, it. You're right, though. That's what, exactly where I was going. Anybody that, that, that follows KD and follows what he does in the offseason, all he does is play basketball. Yeah, anyway, that's all they all do. And the Olympics – you know, until you get to the medal rounds, it's not that difficult. Like it's not that I, yeah, hard. You, for, you would for have those you, guys. you would be better suited to answer your own question, Jay. Yeah. Because me, I'm like, what's the big deal? It's hoops. Yeah. No, I'm with. See, I, I agree with the key. I rather play basketball in a controlled environment where I'm getting the kind of training, and I, I know he could do that at the Brooklyn Nets. Or, but most of the time, these guys go off season and go back to playing, you know, regular pickup games. I, I much yeah. rather play in a controlled environment like USA Basketball and get those reps up than just play regular pickup in the summer. Six fouls. Play with, yeah, play with some guy that wants to be a, <laughs> the hero at Pauley Pavilion. You can come play afternoon. with me out west. I got six fouls for you. <laughs> J. Wilson I'm not trying you. to play with you as soon as you say I got six <laughs> fouls. <laughs> I'll let you know. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So, all right, Jay, let's, we always got to get you to do a list. Let's do Jay's big three your takeaways from what was a very busy weekend in the NBA. All right. Let's go number three. No sound. That's number fine. three. I got it. Number three. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> and key double sound. I like it. <laughs> Juneteenth is a holiday. First and foremost, big shout out that we have a federal holiday now for Juneteenth. I know you guys talked about it earlier. I just wanted to come on national TV and radio and give my love and respect to our government for being able to do that. But why I say Juneteenth is a holiday because on Juneteenth. The reason why the Bucks went after Drew Holiday in the offseason was because he was a guy that could lock things down for you down the stretch. Now, for a guy who had a horrific game, man, did he come through down the stretch. Not only making a big-time clutch three-pointer, making a dribble shot off the corner, but still the defensive presence to get up and underneath Kevin Durant. And I know KD still had a really good shot at it and could see over the top of six, you know, 6'3 Drew Holiday. But, man, just Drew Holiday having the presence to want the ball down the stretch after Chris Middleton and Giannis played a terrific game. But that closer, somebody that can dance with the ball, do things off pick and roll, 
Drew Holiday was the answer for them. It kind of solidified in my mind the reason why the Bucks went after him in order to help them get ultimately to this goal of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. So big respect to Juneteenth and big respect to Drew Holiday. Now it's a federal holiday. We combine the two. That's the world we live in moving forward. Number three, here we go. Number two. Man, it's hot as hell here in Phoenix, man. <laughs> it really, from the time I got off the plane to when I stepped into the arena, and I got to give him a big shout-out. Everybody talked about Devin Booker, and Devin Booker deserves a lot of credit, a 40-point triple-double, first in his NBA playoff career, but I got to give Cameron Payne some love. Cameron Payne's story is so different. It's a guy that's been on many NBA teams and then has gone down to the G League team. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. I watched this Cameron Payne play for Chicago Bulls. This is not the Cameron Payne I remember seeing. And for this dude to come out yesterday and have the assist he did and orchestrate the offense for this team, not having CP3, obviously, in health protocol, COVID protocol being out, but they did not miss a beat. And I know everybody has the Milwaukee Bucks as one of the favorites, but I'm telling you, Keen, you said it before, Phoenix is a dangerous, dangerous squad. They had 31 assists yesterday. They averaged 27 assists, which is top three in the NBA. But the way they get the ball moving, the way Monty Williams has his team with the continuity, the Phoenix Suns are one of the best teams in the league and have a legit shot at winning a world championship. So let's just not look at the Bucs as, hey, the Bucs is going to be their, their championship to lose. Phoenix feels the same way right here in the desert. Mm. Number one. We got the sound, Allen Yates. We got no. the sound. We got the Bugs Bunny sound. Do we have it? We don't have it. Uh, what's, what's up, up Doc? Doc? Yo, is this the worst series loss in Doc's career? Ooh. I mean, Ooh. I, I know Ooh. I know everybody's putting a lot of pressure on Ben Simmons, no. and I get it. But I ask the question, why the hell was Ben Simmons in the game down the stretch? Right. Why was he in the game? And I'm looking at them being down 3-1, them being up 3-1, in the bubble last year against a Denver team that was really talented. Jamal Murray was going off. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jokic was going off. And I got love and respect for Trey Young, but let's not act like the Hawks were not hobbled yesterday. Bogdanovich barely played. Couldn't play, yeah. Kevin Herter, Red Velvet, by the way, was <laughs> destroying y'all. Destroying y'all. That's Red Velvet. Get some cake. Eat some cake, Doc. Yeah, call, and I love Doc. Kayvon. Doc is my man. But, like, I'm looking, and, and Jalen Rose and I are watching this game. Like, why is why is Ben Simmons still in the game? Like, why was Seth Curry out for most of the fourth quarter into the stretch? Like, he was your best player. I don't understand some of the reasoning behind some of the moves and the strategies. And I get that Ben is your max player, but look, it, it's it's obviously it's obvious that in the game you cannot, with the whole confidence, with the way Ben has been playing, you can't have him in that situation. I mean, you're up 18 at one juncture in the series. You lost the game. You're up 27 at one juncture in the series. You lost the game. And then you play in game seven, and Bogdanovich, the team's second best player at home, mm-hmm. can't really play, and Kevin Herter goes off. And if I would have told you guys, Allen and Key, before the game, that the 76ers are at home and that Trey Young would go five for 23 from the field, you would say that the Nets win by 17, by close to 20 points. You mean you mean the Sixers? I mean, I'm sorry, 76ers. And they lost that game. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's a horrible blemish on Doc Rivers' record. Horrible. Yeah, the only thing I take issue with your list, Jay, is at number two. You asked for the heat. The heat. You asked to go to Phoenix. And you complaining about how hot it is? Wait till you get to L.A. 
You know, it's 100 plus in L.A. right now. So I'm not complaining about the heat. Man, you say it's hot as hell. Yeah, I'm talking about the Phoenix Suns are hot as hell. All right, I misunderstood you then, bro. Yes, you Does did. See, because like you always try to twist the narrative game. back to something to try to dig at me. That's, yeah, just, I know that's what you what, do, That's Keith. what that felt like, Jay. It oh, felt like God, he stop. Was he does it all the time, Alan. trying to find a reason to tweak you because he knows you had to wake up extra early this morning to be part he of the show. He didn't wake up. He no doesn't treat, he doesn't treat Monica like it when she comes on the show. He's all nice to Monica. Hey, Monica. Well, Monica a completely Monica, different side of Key, huh? puts her hands up, that's it. Monica, Kimberly, all them, they get to give me auntie moves and sister moves with them hands and waving them nails at me. I got to, I'm like, yeah, let me, let me leave them sisters alone. How nice do you think Key will be when Magic joins us next hour? Magic Johnson. The Lakers love. Here we go. Let's do the whole I'm taking a knee. Smoke them if you got them. Are you going to go lay out by the pool today, Jay? Yeah, what's no, I don't need to get darker, Key. We are, we we talked about this. <laughs> yeah, but I'm don't. staying my ass inside. You can it's get to the cabana. Hot. It's too hot. It's a it's gonna be a hundred. It's gonna be hundred plus today. I am not trying to be outside. Man, you know you can go get you some iced tea, lay out by the pool, read the magazine, oh. catch up on some stuff. Well, how about this? I just was informed. I'm just in. Magic was supposed to originally come in at nine o'clock and sit mm-hmm. with us for a couple minutes. He's here early. Going to come in, hang out, and we've got him until mm. through nine, about okay. nine fifty, nine twenty. Well, we're gonna have some mm. So okay. we're going to talk to Magic next about all things NBA. Uh, Jay, I'm sure it'll be a little bit of a Laker conversation. You think, right? We'll have to keep that to a minimum. Yeah, I'll take a knee for key. I don't know. I think we need to be aggressive. Whoa, 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 Jay! Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey, hey, easy, hey. hey. Come on now, stop. Don't, don't hey, just you know. You the one said it. I don't know. That was very uncomfortable. All right. Horrible. So, yes, stay with us. Coming up next, Magic Johnson in studio. What he thinks about Ben Simmons. How about CP3 and where he ranks all-time as a point he guard. He the It's Magic. <laughs> All that coming up next. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. Special treat for us here as we thought, we, we knew we'd have Magic Johnson in studio, the legend. Yeah. But what we didn't know was we were going to have him a lot longer because Magic, well, you know what? If you're on time, you're late. Magic early. And because of it, he said, you know, let me come in and talk to the guys now. So, welcome. Thanks Thank for joining you, us. You know, Keyshawn told me, be in the car at 745. I'm an <laughs> on-time cat. So, you know, I jumped in the car at 735. 
So <laughs> I don't think he has to take his lead from me at all. Well, uh, no, you did tell me. I do want to reveal that that he did tell me though that that you were a very good tenant at one t- at one time. He was a landlord for you. That's right. He owned the building, so I had my Starbucks in his oh, building. Yeah. And uh, Keyshawn, you know the brother. We go way back, and uh, I watched him at SC. He came to the Laker games, watched me at the Forum. We hung out. We ran the city at the same time. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I don't want to say oh, that. Oh, no, boy. Well, I need some stories, no, Magic. No, I need some stories. No, no hey. I, was, I was learning from I was learning from Magic. Let's just put it that way. I was following his lead. <laughs> and, and all the way, too, uh, Jay. He followed me in all directions. And that's too. what great point guards do. They are leaders. So. Yes, they do. What can yes, I say? They do. But, you know, he had the, the number one restaurant. Uh, rain uh, in the city. He had uh, he became a astute businessman and uh, and my friend. And so we always you know support each other. So when this happened, he got his show uh, with Jay and uh, and Zubin. I said, oh, I got to come in. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And then I'm going on vacation tomorrow. So I knew I was going to be in the city. So I called. See, he had to call me. I called (laughs) and asked him, can I come on the show? (laughs) We know it's it's, it's key SPN in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how it works here. He is the president and program director as well. But it is great to have you. Self-nominated, by the way. (laughs) That's what you know. It is. But imagine – if I could ask you, there's a million things to ask about what we saw in the playoffs this weekend. But but first and foremost, because of the level that, that you were at, at at points in your career where you were a champion and there were times where the Lakers didn't get right. all the way and, and there were disappointments. The question that is being asked, not just in New York, but around the, the country about the Brooklyn Nets and what they put together mm-hmm. and not getting to the promised land this season after building a big three with the talent that they have – when you view them, do you view them as a disappointment? Uh, no, because of circumstances, right? Uh, if they would have had all three guys playing and then get bounced out in the second round, uh, then a disappointment. But uh, because uh, Kyrie couldn't play, Harden, you know, not really himself. Um, but I tell you what, we did see glimpse of what it could possibly be, mm-hmm. right? Because Kevin Durant, I tell you, he just put on a show. Even in defeat, we saw this man take his game to a whole nother level. Um, I think when Larry Bird and I, you know, it's, it's so so funny. We seen this coming too, right? Larry Bird and I were dominating. We had the championships. And we, and we heard of this guy named Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept coming and coming and coming. And... Uh, uh, then it was his his turn, and I think the same is happening now, right? LeBron's been the man, but here come this guy named Kevin Durant who's saying, hey, it's going to be my league pretty soon, and I'm going to be the man. So I wouldn't say uh, it was a big disappointment. If circumstances were different, then I would say yes. But also, too, let's give Milwaukee a lot of credit. You know, to go on the road in Brooklyn, hostile environment, Everything stacked against them. Giannis, Giannis stepped up this postseason. He was a different Giannis. When pressure came before, he would fold, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this year, he didn't do that. He, he actually enjoyed being in a pressure situation. 
And then he had a, 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 a running mate, Middleton. It reminded me of Shaq Kobe. Shaq could take you to the fourth quarter. Kobe was the closer. Middleton actually closed the game uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. And P.J. Tucker, see, those little guys make a big difference. You know what he brought? Nastiness to Milwaukee. They were nice guys before. That's why they would always lose. Tucker brought a toughness to the team. Reminds me like an Oakley or, you know, somebody like that. Rodman, who brings that toughness and also high basketball IQ. He made a difference, and Drew Holiday made a difference difference too as well so great job by uh, the general manager of the Milwaukee Bucks Giannis deserves a lot of credit moving on uh, I thought the coach did a wonderful job as well and so let's see what happens next season for Brooklyn the problem with Brooklyn is this they gonna need some really good role players the ones they have now is not gonna help them win a championship so they got to get guys who um, <clears throat> who can really uh, fill a role and bring something to the table. Let's, let's look at Phoenix. Great role players, right? Uh, the Clippers, really good role players. You, you look at those type of teams, even yesterday with Atlanta, Kevin Herter. Who, who would have yeah. ever thought he'd come in yeah. and score, what, 27 points? Right. And so they have really good role players, so – that's the one thing I think Brooklyn has to uh, trade for or sign this offseason, get some, some role players that can um, – a, a tough guy down low that can give them second shots. I thought Tucker shots. would be a great fit there, and they didn't end up getting Tucker, but he had been a great he fit would, there. Oh, awesome you imagine, I mean, you see it happen everywhere. You saw it in Miami. You got three stars like that, you get some guys on discount. Because they'll know I got a chance to win a title. I'll no, take less to play with these guys. No question about it. And I might get a second or third contract. <laughs> yeah. See, always remember that yeah. comes into play too. So once you win the championship, look what happened with the Lakers. They win. KCP gets another deal. You know, Caruso. I tell you, that guy, Alex Caruso, mm-hmm. would fit good with Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. A guy, see, a two way player. He's over 40, what, he was 42% from the three-point line. He's one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. And so you got to have guys like that. Yeah, they lost Dinwiddie, remember, to the ACL. Yeah. He would have been a huge piece Ex- for them oh. off the bench behind Kyrie. He probably could have helped them in this that series, right? Now he opted out. So it was a smart knows? move because he knows he can get more money. And uh-huh. now he has control of his own destiny, right? right? Wherever he wants to go, he, he knows that he, he's in control of that. That was a smart move. He should have did that. Buck, did, Magic, did, I want to ask you, oh, is ahead, there any Jay. validity to the fact that this went down to a game seven, a final clutch shot by KD that he happened to miss after he made one in regulation, with James Harden being hobbled, barely being able to move, and Kyrie not being on the floor, and Joe Harris not hitting the side of the barn? Like, Doesn't that still give you a lot of um, – confidence and the upside of what the Brooklyn Nets can do next year? Oh, no. No question about it, Jay. I think that Brooklyn um, will be the favorite again. But also, too, Jay, you always learn from defeat, right? So Mm -hmm. you have to look at your team and say, okay, where can I get better? What do I have to do to uh, put some players around the big three? And so what I always do, I break down every team and why they lost, right? 
So to the point you just said, Joe Harris didn't play well. So you think Joe Harris going to play well next season, right? So you have to look at those type of things. And if I'm Brooklyn, I'm saying maybe I really don't need another score, Jay. Hmm. I trade Joe Harris for something that I really need, right? Hmm. Montrez Harrell would be good for them, right? A guy that just – I don't need the ball. I go get all the rebounds and second shots. I bring energy and fire. You you, you need guys like that. Mm -hmm. You don't need another guy that needs the ball, Jay. That's not going to help you win the championship. And this is what's uh, another problem they have with Joe. He can't defend. So so if you're not hitting threes and you can't defend, (laughs) he can't help you win. So, So I would look to say, hey, let me trade him. Bring in a guy, whether that's a big man, whether that's a, a guard, whatever it is that you need. But let me say that uh, uh, the GM for the Brooklyn Nets has been doing a, a fabulous job. And uh, he will uh, bring in the right pieces. He's already done that with the big three. So now just look for those role players who can uh, take you over the top. More pieces, uh, certainly mm-hmm. more building to be done, but you have your core, no doubt about That's it. That's right. Magic Johnson, the <clears throat> Hall of Famer, the legend, joins us in studio, giving us a straight talk, brought by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Fortunately enough, we have Magic for at least the next, what would you say, about 40 minutes? My boss told me, Keyshawn yep. Johnson said, <laughs> Magic, <laughs> come and handle this business. I got, I got, so I you're got. here as long as he'll let you. <laughs> I, hey, he was my landlord, so now, you know. <laughs> but that's a great, great tenant. <laughs> Starbucks and Magic Johnson, great tenant. Brent was always on time. More with Magic coming up next. Keyshawn J. Will Zub at ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Magic Johnson in with us here in the studio. Key has just been telling Magic about how he could just easily get five points in an NBA game. I got six fouls. You got to draw. Wait, what does that have to do with getting points, Key? Because if I if (laughs) if if I go to the cup, yeah, at some point they're going to foul me. I'm getting an and one. And I'm confident about my free throw ability. But wait, never mind that. But what does that do if you get six fouls? Because I'm gonna go to the cup and somebody's gonna touch me and the ref gonna go. (laughs) 
That's Keyshawn. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I would be able to get the treatment. <laughs> that's how you I, would get star treatment? <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Jay, I love that. Right? I love Jay, that. 100%. I can't. See magic all the time. This is what, I, I can't. I'm going to get that file, Jay. <laughs> file number 32. Hey, push magic, it in the back. I know Key had to wear a helmet, but his <laughs> facial expressions on the court would just be, I mean, that, that would be like a, a sports documentary. Right? Hey, like, man. It's like, hey, Jay. I, I understand Ben Simmons is, is struggling and stuff like that, but it's all about that confidence, man. And mental, yeah. The mental and that confidence. Think, think about this, though. What if the Sixers kept Jimmy Butler instead and, trade, and, trade and got ben rid of Simmons. Ben Simmons? Where would they be? Well, it's two things that they probably looking at it now and saying, man. And that's keeping Jimmy, but also not trading for James. James Harden. And yeah, that was James Ben Simmons is what oh, yeah. reported because the Rockets wanted. That's right. They wanted Ben. They didn't want to probably throw him into the deal yeah. and see. Ben, <clears throat> it's time for a change. Yeah. It's time for a change because he can't recover from this. The locker room won't recover from it. Mm. And um, so when they went to the Hacker Shack, basically – the hacker Simmons, mm-hmm. yeah, that just that just killed him. So that that's him first. Let's get down to the real nitty gritty of this. The whole thing, they gave away Game Five. See, mm-hmm. first of all, you got to close that game out. We wouldn't be talking about Ben Simmons. They gonna all summer long. They gonna point back to Game Five. Series should be over. It, it should have been over. They gave that game away, being up twenty some points. Uh, what, 15 or 16 going into the fourth quarter, and that killed them right there. I told everybody the series is over because now you can't recover. You gave Atlanta the confidence. See, when you get playing against a young team like the Hawks, you got to squash them when you can. You got to beat them when you can. When you let them get life, mm-hmm. that was it. That game, that was it. That was the game that really hurt them. And then – you get to the game, uh, game five, and they started down to end. Fowling Simmons, that just took him right out. Look at game six. He act like he didn't, wasn't into game six. Game seven, it carried over to game seven. And so he has to now, I think, get with somebody in the summer to get his confidence back up. Uh, he has to get back into the gym. Um, but he needs I, to be somewhere else, you're saying? Yeah, he's got to be somewhere else. He, so it's over. Because the locker room is over with. Yeah, people it, aren't going to trust him. Locker room and the fans. And the fans. Yeah. But, man, it's over. It's this? over. You, you, can't, you can't recover from this. So you, he, you were always such a go great ahead, Go ahead, Jay. Magic, go ahead, Jay. Right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you were no. always such a great teammate. Like, I saw the way in critical moments how you would build players up around you because you knew that confidence was imperative, right? Like, so yeah. then I'm watching the end of the game, and I, and I get it. Everybody's frustrated. But Joel Embiid says – I don't know how to say it, but I thought the turning point was when he had an open shot. We had an open shot. We missed, and we made one free throw. Like, it almost feels like, like where's the, hey, we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it. It feels like a lot of the shift then goes, even internally, on Ben Simmons. And I, I just, I get it. He could have shot the ball. But, like, I don't like the fact that it all goes on Ben Simmons when they could have closed out game five and game six. Well, that's why I said, <laughs> first, we got to look at game five, right, Jay? And and then, and then you already know Philadelphia love the Sixers, man, the fans. You know right now on talk radio who they're pointing at. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, 
And, Jay, you and I know playing the point guard position, brother, that we have to be the leaders, right? We have to step up. And so he's a soft leader in terms of soft-spoken. And um, and if you don't deliver during crunch time, Jay, the finger's going to get pointed. It's like – Playing the uh, quarterback position in the NFL, <laughs> you know, if you if the team lose, they gonna point at the quarterback, right? So they gonna point the fingers at Ben Simmons. So to me, Jay, um, I I said from the very beginning, losing Game Five, if they would have won Game Five, that probably would have gave him the confidence that he needed. But give Coach McMillan a lot of credit, and I'm so happy. First of all, let me let me go to this because I I couldn't wait to get on the show. They should fire the president and the GM at the Indiana Pacers. See, uh-huh. they pointed yeah. the finger at Drake yeah. McMillan Preach. that it was his fault that they didn't get out the first round. They hired this dude to fire him <laughs> in one year. In one year. And the team imploded. Yes, yes. So whose fault is it now? The owner got looked up and said, man, you know what? I think you two are the two guys that are the problem, and I'm so happy that Nate is advancing. Mm -hmm. He showed everybody he could coach because everybody wouldn't have thought about, let me just file Ben Simmons all the time in the fourth quarter, send him to the line, and once he missed those first couple, he just kept following him, and he had no confidence. So, again, uh, Jay, I think you're right. It's not all Ben Simmons. And also, too, Danny Green hurt. That situation too, Jay. Mm. If Danny Green was playing, I think he would have helped Ben a lot, right? But when Danny Green got hurt, he didn't have that veteran sitting there lifting him up, giving him the confidence. Uh, Byron Scott, I remember when uh, we played the Celtics and and, a couple games he wasn't hitting his shot, right? But we needed Byron to win. Yeah. So, man, I would cuddle Byron, man. Come on, man. You're going to have a good game in, in Boston Garden. We, we, we need you. I'm pumping so, his tires. So yeah. I was pumping him up. Man, he came out and scored, what, 27 points that game. We ended up winning in Boston Garden. So he needed a good corner, man. He didn't have one. He, he didn't, didn't have, have his one. guy. Like, exactly. He didn't have somebody in his ear on this team. And maybe the fresh start is the best thing for him. Yep. And we'll see. Lakers. Like, what a big trade. We'll take you. Be. Oh, well, we can <laughs> talk about the Lakers coming up next because we do have Magic Johnson here in studio for a little bit longer. And the question we'll ask him coming up next is, can the Lakers win another title with LeBron? That's next. Stay with us. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.